Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com slash audio. Guys, um, I just want to say you guys have, like, the best podcast, and I, like, really like it and stuff. My favorite one is The Free Cow. It's just hilarious. Um, uh, there's nothing really to say. I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm loving the podcast. It's pretty, don't put it down! It's, it's just pretty awesome. How you doing out there, podcast people? This is Nobody's Listening Podcast, brought to you the the it's brought to you sometime in the in the near future. It's brought to you the week of July twenty twelfth. 2012, 2007. <laughs> That's my favorite date. I'm completely on top of my game today, Amy. It's great. So am I. I'll it's okay. You. I'm on it too. Anyway, Nobody's Listening is a podcast where we hope that, <laughs> 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 that we want to tell you our funny life stories and we'll hope you do the same, okay? God. We want to hope. Dang it. We you, want to. You confusing people. You, you Horrible. <laughs> I'm gonna blame the I'm gonna blame the listeners, but anyway, uh, I am one of your hosts. My name is James, and my sister's here. My name is Amy, and uh, we're very very sad today. I have a I have a throat thing going on, and uh, I have a nose thing going on. All right, so we just <laughs> we just need David to be back on the show with an ear thing, and then we can go to one specialist. Right, right, because we're all very ears, sickly people. E- well, ear, usually nose, they, yeah, ears, throat. nose, and throat, and uh, yep. all of which we become very familiar with when we have children. Anyway, let's not waste any time. Amy's got to go to a drive-in, and I don't want to be in her way, so let's jump right into... What's been going on? Here's your weekly update. It's All right, Amy, do you have a weekly update, or do you want me to go first? I do. I do. It's quite pitiful of me, but, um, yeah, my husband and I went to dinner with our pastor on Saturday night, and we get out of the the restaurant and we sit in the car and he's like you know what my throat hurts and I was like so does mine (laughs) so anyway to make uh, a a very short story even shorter um, it just progressively got worse throughout the rest of the night and um, like by five in the morning we're like we're not going to sleep let's just get up and watch TV and it was horrible and our throats were killing us and we were stuffed up you and the pastor? no me and Anthony oh (laughs) And to hear <laughs> no, this later. They, there is a point that we went with the pastor. So it was Saturday night. So the next day, obviously, was church. And I was like, what are the chances that we're fine during dinner with the pastor? And we're like, ha, 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 you know. And then we get in the car and we all of a sudden both get sick. Mm. Like anybody would ever believe that. You can't just not go to church after not sleeping all night and being sick I when gotcha. five minutes earlier you were out to dinner with the pastor. So it was really quite funny. I mean, it, it wasn't at the time. It is now that I think of it. We did end up getting up and going to church because we were like, there's no way we can get away with this. And uh, it's going to be so obvious. So. That's why you need to go to a giant church like I do. 
Right. I know. And just not be on staff. So good in with the pastor that you can't even skip church without he's gonna call you noticed. Right, exactly. He's coming by your house. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) There's no unanimity anonymity. (laughs) There's no universality. Unanimity. There's there's no coupons. (laughs) I don't know what that meant. It fit yeah, just as well so. as human anonymity. Anyway, okay, that was pretty good. That was Amy. That was really good, actually. <laughs> I I don't even want to give mine now, but um, okay. I uh, I have three, but I'm gonna have to cut it down because Amy's got to go. Uh, one of them was coming from a couple weeks ago, but one of them was this week. I had to go. I bought David's truck before he left, as you as you probably know, Amy. And yep. um, I had to go uh, – David David let his tags lapse, and it wouldn't matter anyway. I had to redo them because David moved here from Phoenix and they had Phoenix tags. So I had to go to the DMV, one of the things that everyone enjoys doing. It's wonderful, loving people there in the DMV. Um, actually, I like that they call it the DMV because it sounds like you're you're saying it as a bad word. <laughs> it almost does. <laughs> I got to go to the DMV. <laughs> See how that works? <laughs> You're not even really cussing. It is a bad word. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> it absolutely down. is. I got to go to that DMV. So anyway, um, I go down there and then the lady's actually being, you know, in her normal self and, and just talking. And she actually called me uh, sweetie and hun. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, you worked at a truck stop, didn't you? That's very Southern. It, it, it's very waitressy. Yes. You know, and uh, anyway, she wasn't being horrible, but she wasn't making eye contact. She wasn't being nice. She, you know, it was one of those things where I need your proof of insurance and you hand her something like, is this it? And she doesn't respond. She just says, I need your proof of insurance. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like I should know, like if I knew what it was, like I want to upset you, evil, <laughs> evil, evil woman. <laughs> anyway, I, I thought about making a joke and I wanted to make a joke because next door was a, was one of these um, Asian a nail salon places and I almost walked into it. So I was going to be like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually, <laughs> I actually walked in next door and, uh, so, and I was just gonna make some joke about my nails feel great or something. But then I happened to look at her nails and dude, Amy, mm-hmm. let me tell you, she had the nicest nails I've ever seen. <laughs> they were, they were all decorated with graphics and stuff. And then I noticed <laughs> the lady next door and she was like really, really, uh, uh, old and she had gorgeous nails and then the next one to her did and then the next one her didn't oh, that's so and funny. I realized these ladies had really bad attitudes but they had really great nails and, and that's so, really what life's all about so there must have been a moment though where they were enjoying themselves all over there you know and the Asian ladies maybe uh, maybe the DMV ladies had bought them pizza and they're all over there eating lunch and doing nails and talking to each other and just whooping it up and so I know even though the DMV lady wasn't kind to me somewhere out there she's she's enjoying herself <laughs> there's a place for lunch ladies and DMV workers and policemen to that where they can smile and and be right. themselves and so Absolutely. if you if there's any listeners out there that work at the DMV call and explain yourselves immediately <laughs> but uh but I, I mentioned the one lady that didn't have her nails done i i i finally figured out my joke i wanted to say you know she's she's the new girl isn't she right Cause she missed it. She missed the date, but then she'd have probably goes, excuse me. And then I'd have had to tell the entire story about, I just noticed you had nice nails. Yeah. What of it? Get out of my office. <laughs> DM it. You know, it's just right. Anyway. right. 
<clears throat> well, this is, I know my, I have to go like in 30 minutes, but Ooh. I have to tell the story. I cannot believe I didn't tell it first. Okay, go. I guess it's so fresh and like painful, but my, <laughs> my featured story is short, so I'll go with this. Okay, cool. Um, yesterday, Anthony's cousin's in town for the week, and yesterday we decided to go to Chicago to show around because people come here. We live near Chicago, and so that's automatically what people well, want to see. Well, and you didn't have so, anything else going on. Right. Like a podcast recording. <laughs> Apparently so not. So why not? <laughs> so we go to Chicago, okay, and we're parked all day having fun, and we go back to the car, and there's a ticket on the car. We purposely fed the meter all day long, and we were like, what? How did we get a ticket? So he, Anthony opens it up, and it's a ticket for an expired tag. And so he's like, how is this possible? I paid for my tag, and they never sent it. And so he's like, I have a receipt in the glove box. It's okay. I'll send it in. And, and uh, we're like, well, there's a cop right over there. We're driving down the road. There's a cop right over there. Why don't we drive down Let's and talk to the cop out. and see, see if he can? Yeah, see if he can take care of it. You know, right now, and we're like, well, he probably can't, but we'll at least ask him about it because we're not in our town, and it said you had to go to court, so do we have to go to court in Chicago, or can we go in Rockford? Yeah. So anyway, we drive down the road to this cop. The cop walks up to the car. Anthony didn't honk at him, didn't do anything. Walks up to the car. He's got the horriblest, meanest look on his face ever. He knocks on the window. Roll the window down! And Anthony's like, what the heck? So he rolls the window down. The cop's like, license and, re- or license and proof of insurance. And Anthony's like, um, uh, from me? Uh, okay. And uh, he's like, what's wrong? And I thought it was like a random traffic stop where they check all that stuff or, you know, whatever. And uh, he's like, you can't read? And Anthony's like, um, what do you mean? He's like, this is a one-way street. Oh. And Anthony's like, oh, I was driving down here just to talk to you and, and I got a ticket and all, you know, for my expired tag and all this stuff. And the guy's like, oh, so that's your excuse. And he was so rude. He's like, so that, that's how you think you're going to get out of this, Aww. you know? And he was just so rude. And Anthony's like, no, I'm being serious. I totally didn't even know. He's like, what, what way are the, the cars facing? What way are the cars facing? Mm. And he's like, I didn't notice that. I'm like freaking out in Chicago, lost. Trying to find you and all, you know. So anyway, the guy was so rude, and then he um, he takes forever to to verify all this stuff. Anthony can't find the proof of insurance. Realizes it's not in the car. Aww. So he's like, he's like, not only um, you know, are you driving with an expired tag, but now you don't have insurance, and uh, and you went a r- the wrong way on the road and tried to weasel your way out of it. And, and anyway, the guy was just so, and we were thinking. We are not only are we going to get five thousand dollars in tickets, but we're also going to, you know, they're going to tow the car. If we don't have insurance, how would they not like tow the car? So um, we're just freaking out, and I'm sitting in the back like, oh God, please help us, <laughs> you know. And um, oh, you, you oh, just oh, feel like she's trying to pray her way out of it in the back. That's another right. charge. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, Anthony got. Um, he got a. He we left there. He le- he actually let us leave, but he took Anthony's license. He gave him a ticket for um, driving the wrong way on a one-way street. He gave him another ticket within five minutes of the other one for the expired tag, which I think is so bogus. I don't know how they can do that, but apparently they can. Um, and he and he gave him a ticket for um, no insurance. 
And uh, so it was just this huge drama, and it was unbelievable. And the guy was so rude and, like, so, like, I felt like I had killed somebody. And I wasn't even the one driving. Well, if and you the guys, more Anthony talked, the deeper he got in the hole. And all right, so this just happened yesterday, right? Yes. If there's anybody yes. that listens to this show that works for the Chicago Police Force, now <laughs> is the moment that God has selected you <laughs> to come forward and just avenge. And just stop scaring little people that go the wrong way on the road. They didn't mean to. Yeah, they didn't Chicago mean to kill seven is a people. Very scary place to drive in if you've ever driven in Chicago. Well, it's any, terrifying. Any big city, Atlanta's like that. Oh my god. I mean, we don't have one way streets. No. Where I live, we do not. No. They. Why would you have one you know, way street? The children's ministry has one way street, but. Only other children's pastors will actually get that joke. So <laughs> if you got that joke right in, I'll draw you a picture. You know, I actually <laughs> no. drew a picture for somebody last week. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, it's time what for did the, they? What oh, did they get the pic- for, picture uh, for, though? They uh, they, oh, they knew the reference was from Jurassic Park. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. He left us. He left us. Anyway, it's time for... <laughs> it's the featured story. All right, Amy, it's time for that featured story, and it's your week, so hit it, girl. You got five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next time I decided I'm going to start busting out some stories that actually involve siblings so that I can keep with the theme of the show. There you go. But I had to tell this one because it it was when I first thought of stories, this was the one that stuck in my head the most because mom used to always sew our clothes. I don't know if she ever sewed your clothes because you're a boy. But she always made me and Leanne and yeah, Jonathan I, David. Clothes. I think I think I missed the sewing clothes phase. G- G- so that was Ginga. Yeah, there were a lot of phases. G- Ginga sewed my clothes though. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So mom always made clothes. So she, at the time, I mean, we just thought that what she made was the most fabulous, most beautiful thing ever. And so one time when I was in middle school, she sewed this beautiful purple dress. My favorite color was purple. Mm-hmm. Oh, purple. I love it. It's beautiful. So she made me this this super 80s up, um, <laughs> ruffly purple dress, like 50,000 ruffle layers and like the big puffle, puffy ruffles on the sleeves. And it was just gorgeous. And so um, we were going on a field trip for middle school. And we were going to go see Montel Williams. And this was back in the day when he was a motivational Yeah, speaker. he came to my school. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. He, he came was to Camden County High School. Yeah, so we were going to another town to see him at somebody else's middle school. Oh, my And um, like a group of... I can't believe we have this in common, Amy. Who would have thought? I know, my gosh. We must be related. <laughs> no, that can't be Such it. Such a small world. <laughs> and so we were going to see Montel Williams and, and, you know, the whole mountain move out of my way thing. Yeah. Yeah. He used to be a good guy. So he sh- anyway. He shot kids in my mind. I mean, like did this thing where he shot kids. It was. Really? Yeah, it see, was- I don't actually remember anything about seeing him and you'll understand why in a little bit. But we're going to see this guy and I'm like, Mom, we're going to go on a field trip. We're going to see all these people. I want to wear my dress. Mm. She's No. No, you cannot wear this dress. You know, you're going to get ruined. You're just going to school. You're going to be on a bus. You're going to go to lunch, all this stuff. No, you're not wearing the dress. And me being a teen, uh, preteen little brat, I'm like, I am wearing this dress. I don't care. Mm. So in the morning of the field trip, I get all dressed, decked out in my um, 
jeans and a t-shirt mm-hmm. and uh, stuff nicely the dress in my backpack. <laughs> so when I get to school, I change into the dress and everybody's like, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh my gosh, where did you get that dress? And all the reactions and things that I was looking for are mine. so worth it, yeah. Oh, everything, it's just, it's just panning out exactly the way I wanted it to do and my dream has come true I'm finally the princess of the school and I um, we get on the bus I'm, I'm so particular not to get anything on it make sure I look before I sit down I'm not going to get caught there's no way I'm on top of the world Yeah. so we go to Montel and uh, it's huge there's Huge auditorium, tons and tons of middle schoolers, and everybody's like, everywhere I go, I get all these comments on my dress. I'm so beautiful. I'm a princess. And I'm like, I know, I know. Stop it, stop it. And uh, so then we, we all get situated and sat down, and Montel comes out. And all of a sudden, they come over the loudspeaker, and they're like, there's been a bomb threat. We're going to have to evacuate the building. Oh, boo. So they start to evacuate the building. Well, when when they get the whole building evacuated, we're all standing in our groups outside. This uh, the news crews start just driving up, like bolting into the <laughs> parking lot, and it's like this this raid, but it's a, like a raid of news crew. Oh my gosh! Don't tell and me. So they all bust out, and they get their cameras <laughs> out, and I'm like hiding behind all of my friends because I'm like. Mom is going to see this, and I'm going to die. She's going to watch it. I'm like, look at This is like a Boy Meets World episode or something. Exactly. I was like, I was like, what news station is this? Do we get that in Old Town? And I'm like, With the rabbit ears? Out. Yeah. I'm like, no, actually, it was when we lived in the same areas. But oh. I was like, do we get this? And, and I was freaking out, and I was like uh, looking at all of them, and my friends were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I am not supposed to be wearing this dress. You don't understand. And so my friends start all messing around me, and they keep pushing me in front of the camera. And I'm, I'm like, I'm having these nightmares of mom, like, like watching the news, and all of a sudden this purple flash gets pushed in front of the camera. What, what was that? Huh? Play it back. Like, Rewind that on TiVo. And when there was no TiVo, and I was just freaking out. And, and so then we went back in, and, and they were filming Montel. And the whole time I'm freaking out because I just know that I'm going to end up on one of these things. And obviously all these middle schoolers are jumping in front of the camera happily, and I'm the one hiding. And it was just, it's just so funny when I think of it now because it was such a big deal. Oh, yeah. That yeah. if I got on this camera... And oh, and then I had to get back to school and change, and and then you know it wasn't worth it, right? I did not, but I was definitely afraid that I was going to get on camera. And in my mind at the time, that was the worst possible scenario: is that I would get on camera, mom would watch news. I don't even think mom watched the news, but in my mind, (laughs) that's what was going to happen. Of course, oh my god, that's hilarious. all this extra drama. The only thing that so could have made it better is if you'd actually been interviewed and then mom watched it and, and people were calling her and saying, I saw your daughter on the news. <laughs> if only we could embellish. She looked like a princess. <laughs> <laughs> it was beautiful. In her she jeans and so t-shirt. Yeah, really. What was so special about her jeans and t-shirt? <laughs> See, one time I, in Macon, Georgia, I worked at a t-shirt printing company and mm-hmm. they had the stinking President Clinton uh, come to the city and he, literally he was a block away. You could see it from the front door of the shop. And mm-hmm. 
I was really impressed because they had all these guys in the alleyway. There were people dressed as homeless guys. There were people up on the roof. All of them had the glasses and the earpieces, and they lined the entire block all the way around with dump trucks. And they had washed the dump trucks and they were clean <laughs> dump trucks. And it was just really impressive. They'd even put uh, like, you know, shiny stuff on the wheels and junk. And I was out there looking at it all because my boss had been like, dude, they got, you know, dump trucks all the way around the, the block. I guess it was just to protect the president from anybody trying to ram, you know, the, the thing or any of that. So, I mean, he was in Georgia after all. <laughs> but uh, I uh, I go out there looking. Here comes the camera crew, and I started to try to turn away because I don't like it. I was dressed for printing T-shirts, okay? I had paint on me. I had an apron on, you know. Uh, but they said, sir, sir, can we interview you? And I'm like, okay, sure. That'd be fine. And so she's like, oh, sir, are you excited about the president? And I, I say, well, I don't know nothing about that president. I don't know if you'd call me a Clinton supporter, but, man, they got a lot of dump trucks out here. <laughs> They're pretty. They must have painted them and put, and I started doing this whole character thing. <laughs> and, and let me just say the interview didn't last long. And I was like, okay, I showed them until some people from church came up and said, I saw you on the news. <laughs> and I'm like, crap, they that used it. So awesome. Oh, I couldn't believe they used it. They were like typical Georgian Americans. <laughs> yeah, here he is working in this hole in the wall print shop, you know. Whip. Oh my goodness. And, and and you know, so anyway, I just oh, <laughs> I thought I I was coming off clean there, but anyway, uh not to rush us, but uh on my count you got less than 20 minutes, so it's time for Up next, news E and female. Um, Amy, we've got a, a lot of emails and V-mails vo- and stuff like that. What I'll do is I'll save a lot of it for the end, and I'll just record it later. Uh, right. We've got one from David uh, uh, Gbout, and uh, it was really, really good. Yeah, we've got some good ones, but I'm going to play this one for you here if you can hear it. I hope you can. Hey, guys, it's Miriam. Um, um, this story has to do with my cousin, and we'll... My cousin called me, and we were talking, and she told me about her dog peeing on her brother. And, well, my cousin was wearing a red shirt. And, and that's it. It stops what? right there. Are you serious? Yeah. Her cousin was wearing a red shirt, and a dog had peed on it, and that's it. The, the voicemail cut off. I need to know. <laughs> I know. What happened? I wanted to share. I need to know why the color of the shirt was important. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what the, what the story was. So, Miriam, <laughs> we're gonna play your other voicemail later about your bird's head getting stuck. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That but but I just wanted to torture you with that one, Amy. Here is oh. another one that I wanted to share because uh, let me let me preempt this one a little bit. You remember last week we kind of railed on our people about sending us these long stories and stuff. Yeah, this guy know. really took it to heart. But this is an example of what not to do. Hello, nobody's listening. This is Mike from Kentucky, and I just uh, wanted to share a story that uh, always makes me laugh when I think about it. Uh, it was one summer when we, me and my friends were at camp, and uh, we caught a chipmunk in our bathroom. And we were wondering what to do with it, so we decided to release it into the nearest cabin to us. Let's just say uh, those campers weren't the happiest campers there, if you get what I'm saying. So uh, their response was that they decided to spray a fire extinguisher into our cabin. So uh, let's just say that uh, the people in charge of the camp weren't very happy either that night. 
Well, guys, uh, thank you for the time, and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Keep up the good work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, Amy, that... (laughs) He shortened it so much he left out all the details. Now, I was so inspired by that voicemail that I decided that we've been telling stories the wrong way all along. And so I went back through it, and I would like to now retell our best stories from the last 26 episodes using his method uh, of storytelling. So episode one, episode one, hallelujah, right? I'll just say that one time I was sitting in my bathroom and I was singing hallelujah and a repairman came in and let's just say that repairman was pretty shocked. (laughs) Episode three, the basement ghost man. I had some guys in my basement. I told them a scary story and let's just say those kids weren't sleeping anytime soon if I need to tell you that. Episode five, the torture chamber. (laughs) I had two brothers, and I put them in a barrel. We spun them up, and let's just say they were pretty dizzy. (laughs) Episode 7. This is so much funnier than the way we (laughs) normally originally did this. Yeah, what were we we doing wrong the whole time? Episode 13. Such a waste of space. Episode 13, the auger man. We were at this uh, this place, and this guy, he told us some stuff that was pretty smart, and let's just say that was pretty annoying. (laughs) (laughs) ugly becky episode 14 david found a girl on the internet and he went to go see her and let's just say he was pretty embarrassed (laughs) episode 23 the free cow (laughs) amy amy got a free cow and let's just say that cow was pretty disappointing (laughs) dead and then last week episode 26 blue butter I threw some blue butter on my sister that I made from a science kit, and I don't think I need to tell you what my mother was like. So, <laughs> anyway, to, to <laughs> I just thought I was laughing all week about that email because it a yeah, voicemail. It wasn't funny at first, and then I'm like, dude, he was trying so hard not to take a long time. No, he was trying. Now, to his credit, and thank God, I can, I he can, he can uh, kind of answer us, even though he didn't know he was going to. He called back. And he he told the story, and I'll play it at the end, and it is hilarious. He just oh, okay. all the details about the chipmunk, uh, where the chipmunk was was dancing on like people's heads and and gnawing its way out of sacks, and how they caught it, and what the chipmunk was doing there in the first place. It's it's a pretty good story. So, uh, but uh, I'm gonna read one more uh, email. We've got tons of emails. Like I said, I'll hit them later. Uh, but there's one that won the best one, and I didn't even have to ask you uh, <laughs> about it. I already mailed out his button for this week. <laughs> and if you guys were waiting for your buttons, it is on its way. I've sent out three of them. Uh, la, la, let's see. Oh, here it is. This is from Stefan. Okay. It goes like this. One night I had the stomach flu. Oh, and by the way, this is the way to to tell an email story. That before was an example how not to. This one is a perfect example of the story carrying, you know, being good on its own without all the, the, the prequel and all that stuff. So here it goes. One night I had the stomach flu. I felt really bad. I woke up in the middle of the night and started to barf. I tried to keep the barf in my mouth, but my mouth started no. leaking. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So, I was on t- I was on the top bunk of a bunk bed. So while I was going down the ladder, I started puking on my brother in the bottom bunk. <laughs> I went to the bathroom. Oh 
to unload in the toilet. I made a trail of barf from my bedroom to the bathroom. My mom went to see what was wrong. Then my older brother comes in the bathroom wondering what was going on. He slipped on the barf and he had barf all over his back. He says, my mom laughed hysterically. I hope you like the story. Oh, I can't believe he held the barf in his mouth. Oh, my gosh. Jesse's little brother. It's so gross, dude. But I went ahead and just told him. I'm like, dude, you got the best email this week. I'm sending you a button. Send me your address. That is so awesome. I've never heard that happening ever. Oh, <clears throat> hey, can I tell you something real quick about yeah. blue butter? Yeah. You were talking about blue butter earlier, and it reminded me. Okay. This is what's weird, okay? This is the first encounter I've really had with the, with our listeners. Mm-hmm. So I go over to my friend's house, and he's like, yeah, we, we invited some other people, too, and um, they like your podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> I can't do this. I can't perform. I can't be on 24 hours a day. <laughs> this is a lot of pressure. And so so it was just so weird because the guy comes in and, and he's like, I listen to Blue Butter. <laughs> it was just so weird because he was like somebody I didn't know. And then all of a sudden he was in my face. And, and I was like, you're not supposed to really know who I am because I'm actually a very boring annoying person so now you know the truth all those preconceived ideas you had about me being beautiful and my purple dress yeah. it's all failed <laughs> i'm a regular old person actually your your face is now on the new redesign of the website if you go i know i saw it? that it's I a saw, good I'm, picture I, I know but i appreciate you finding something out of a magazine no of- no that was a picture of you <laughs> just like two weekends ago on a camping, camping. trip so i was camping i did good you did. I was impressed because I was afraid of what David. David looked slightly like a demon possessed lion, but looked a little deformed. I noticed, <laughs> but, like almost like a character stretch. Um, you know, um, like yeah. I but that's really the way he looks all the time. People just don't know it. <laughs> it's when he makes weird faces that I get pictures that make him look normal. But I was a little right. bitter about him leaving. There and, you go. Uh, so you got an ugly picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's it. <laughs> Oh, man. Let me see if there's anything else in here I want to read or, or listen to before we go. The Chipmunk story is coming up soon. Miriam in the red shirt. We read that one as promptly. Oh, Mike from the Combobulator. He was the guy we railed on last week the, uh, that uh, that had the long story. But I'll go ahead and read his. He says, I remember laying in bed one evening. My stomach started to cramp really bad. I decided to put up with it for a while, but eventually I had to go and complain to my parents. I was promptly dismissed and sent back to bed, but it didn't take long for me to confront them again. And I was instantly, oh wait, I, I insisted that I was really in pain. With hardly any sympathy, his stepdad shoveled a pile of indigestion tablets down his throat and told him to go back to bed. Well, that's what stepdads do, Michael. That's what they do. <laughs> they can't, they, they're, they're step- stepdads are there for your mom. They're not there for you. You're extra. All right. All the middle schoolers just turned emo right there. All of them. All our listeners who are middle schoolers now are emo. Anyway, um, hours passed. His stomach was getting worse and worse. Uh, Anyway, long story short, he went to the hospital. Turns out he had appendicitis. And uh, so they were going to operate. They had the, you know, all of it getting ready. And they asked him, you know, did you have any medicine? And and he says, yeah, my stepdad gave me some indigestion tablets. And they weren't very happy because they had to delay surgery and wait for the stuff to get out of their system. Because, you know, the, 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 uh, what is it? The appendix is a part of your, you know, tract there. So anyway, he says this happened. 
on the run up to Christmas. I guess that means <laughs> again that Chris, they actually it. have Christmas up on a hill. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> he says. Well, no wonder he had appendicitis. He's running. There were well, it gets weirder. Uh, you know, the UK thing. They have they need to explain themselves. They just do. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he says there were people bringing around presents. Uh, to kids. No, they were bringing round presents. Oh yes, round ones. <laughs> round ones. Just found. <laughs> they were bringing round presents to the kids on the ward. You know, my round presents bring all the kids to the ward. <laughs> I guess my round presents are better than we yours. call them floors, don't we? <laughs> anyway, or wings. You Maybe know. they were crazy children. Maybe so. Anyway, so they came over, and they, here's the thing: I had the choice of a cruddy badge or a box of chocolates. So, what am I? What are they doing? You know, what kind of badges are they handing out? Is, are these buttons or these police badges? You know, what is this? And maybe, maybe badge means something different. But right. anyway, he had been told he wasn't supposed to eat anything, so he took a badge. And to this day, he still feels sorry for himself for having passed up on the chocolatey goodness. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't feel sorry for you, Mike. You, you, you took a, a badge for Christmas. Somebody gave you, you know, a badge. That is your <laughs> deepest regret in life. Man. You have done good. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Actually, Michael, Seriously. You, you, need to, you need to go ahead and look in the mirror and say, you know, you're good enough. You're smart enough. And dadgummit, <laughs> you did pretty good with your life. You make people happy. Oh, my gosh. Uh, anyway. Oh, um, awesome. Miriam, uh, Miriam wrote us. She she outdid herself. She sent two voicemails, one which was incomplete, and then she actually sent us a story, which I'll read later. But uh, anyway, Stefan, you won the badge or the badge. You won the button, and it's on your way to you <laughs> already. A round badge. And I wish we could do a recap song, but we can't because Amy okay. doesn't play guitar. But I'm playing with the idea of grabbing the guitar out of the next room and kind of soloing it after Amy gets off the old the telly. So. Well, I could I could play the guitar. Really? Yeah. I didn't know you played I, guitar. Yeah, I I know how to strum with a chip clip. <laughs> Don't even go I there. Chip, well, the problem is Skype. With the best of them. Skype doesn't allow for guitars and two vocals at the same time. I don't know what it's doing. I just rude. On Skype's part. What did you just say about catfish brood? You you chopped like a beast, and it sounded like you said, I said I I've got my just, catfish brood. I did. I, that's actually what I said. What did you say? <laughs> I said, I think that's just rude on Skype. <laughs> and I, I, had, I had no brood. heck of an idea what you were saying just now. <laughs> and I still say that. <laughs> that's my favorite. Oh, my No gosh. heck of an idea. All right. Well, anyway, it must be that time. It must be that time to get out of here. All right, it's that time. Amy, let's remind them all of the things that they need to remember. They need to call us on the Nobody's Calling line at 206-600-5704. They could email us at any given time, 24 hours a day, at nobodyslisteningtous at gmail.com. Check us out on the forums. Don't ignore them. It's very important. Oh, we forgot news. We forgot news. Next week, we're doing a theme show. It's going to be called When Animals Attack. And we we got that from Carrillo, aka Tom from the forums. So Tom, send us your uh, your address or a friend's address, and we will send you your button. Also, don't forget to send us a photo of yourself holding a sign for our main page. Also, we are updating the main page at least once a day with something cool and awesome that we found on the internet. 
Amy, I need to get you on there so you can learn how to make updates. Yeah, yeah really. Really. You do. You do. You need to do that. But totally. you can check us out on the forums at uh, nlcast.com slash forums. You could go to the Frapper map, which is a map where you could put a pin in and let us know where you're listening from. A lot of people have done that. You can go to MySpace at MySpace.com slash NLCast or, above all, leave us an iTunes review. At last count, I think we had 87 reviews, Amy. It's insane. Wow. All, most That's of awesome. them five stars. It's crazy what a little bit That's of awesome. money will do. It's right. Just, it's great. Some buttons and some money. And, a, and, and when a, you divide it up per person, we actually haven't shelled out that much that's money. That's right. Uh, we have gotten rid of a bunch of round presents, though. this. All right. <laughs> it's time to go, but until next time, remember that nobody's, nobody's listening. listening. All right, Amy, thanks. Well, uh, All right. Bye-bye. Well, see you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Have fun at the drive-in. What are I you, will. What are you guys going to see? I think it's... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's me. I'm by myself. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and read our emails from uh, that we missed in the show. Jason Hill from Chicago, Illinois writes, I spent a year playing the piano on a cruise ship. Large ships like that have many support beams running up and down through the floor to support all the decks. On one of the bottom three floors... There were poles showing up all over the place and right in the middle of a room, you know. And so um, they were in the staff mess, which is where they eat. And it was one of the main social centers of the boats. And so crew members were always there hanging out. And this was one such night. But there happened to be a 10-inch round pole right down the middle of the aisle between tables, if you can imagine that. Table on the left, table on the right. The aisle that you're supposed to be walking down has a pole right in the smack in center. So they were eating dinner one night, and a brand-new crew member comes and he's walking, and he's got his plate of food, and they all watched him as he ran smack dab into that pole while he was looking right at it. He walked right in that pole at full speed. The tray flipped up, the dinner smeared all over his shirt and pants, and the entire room erupted with laughter. And instead of laughing at himself or cleaning up his mess, he just turned around. He ran away while making this loud whining noise. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> Well, he says, I have to do the music in tomorrow's service, and I have to preach, so I'd better get ready for that. He says, tell Amy sorry again for misspelling her name. Just kidding, Amy. And so he that's Jason Hill from Chicago, Illinois, which undoubtedly he's a worship leader of some kind and a part-time minister. Well, praise the Lord. Miriam writes, uh, all right, James, Amy, this is Miriam, and James knows it's the weird Mexican that he's talked to on MySpace. I have talked to a strange Mexican on MySpace. I didn't realize it was you. Anyway, uh, she writes, well, my cousin and I went to the mall the other day to see a movie. Both of us were wearing flip-flops, and hers were kind of old. We had to use the restroom. We were kind of power-walking. See, that's the thing, Miriam. When you wear flip-flops, you're kind of making a decision for the whole day. And that decision is, I'm not going to move very fast. Uh, my my wife actually bro- almost broke her ankle stepping off of a bus on a uh, on some flip flops. And when she went to go get her ankle fixed, the doctor said that those flip flops keep her in, keep him in business because he was like a foot doctor. But anyway, <clears throat> they were power walking, and her cousin, let's call her Lucy, was walking in front of me, and she suddenly stops, which causes me to run into her. And I was like, geez, Lucy, why did you stop? And she looks down, and she has horror on her face. I don't know what horror looks like, but but uh, but Miriam does. 
Anyway, she looks down and um, and where she sees her flip flop has broke the part you know that always breaks the part between your big toe and the rest of your toes. So her foot went through her flip flop, and she was just laughing because there she is standing in the middle of the parking lot of the mall, and she has one flip flop, and she's holding the other broke flip flop in her hand with this horrified, embarrassed look. Well, to make matters even worse, I didn't realize how bad I needed to go to the restroom. Miriam says. And I was laughing really hard, and I was like, oh my gosh, Lucy, I have to pee, while she was laughing. And so we run to the bathroom to uh, get to a store so she can buy herself another pair of flip-flops, limping all the way there because she tried to fix the flip-flop so she wouldn't have to wear walk barefooted. And said she looked like a, uh, a very unsmart person with a limp leg. So um, um, I hope all you middle schoolers out there enjoyed that, that uh, story because – you know, it uh, it was all right. It was all right, Miriam, but you can do better. You can do better. That was one of those things that you have to be there for. Uh, unless somebody broke something or, you know, a cop was involved or there was a misunderstanding, it's it's just not that great. But anyway, um, I think that's all of our emails. It's what the world's been waiting for. The recap song. Amy had a purple dress She wasn't allowed to wear it But she said I'm going to see A Montel Williams thingy And I'd like to look my best All the pains she went through She shoved her dress in a little backpack And got on the bus to school And then she changed And just like Jane Hathaway She was suddenly alive I know that dreams are not blind I don't need wings to help me fly Cause miracles happen once in a while If you're not Amy Well, she went to the show And suddenly a bomb threat was called And you know it's just her luck She had to go outside while the news crews came. It was all the same as it's happened before. All her friends tried to push her out the door toward the front so she'd be recorded and reported to my mom. Amy, why did you try so hard? Don't you know you're gonna get beat hard Cause the miracles don't happen Once in a while If you're Amy I don't know why you thought you could Mom's gonna hit you with a big piece of wood Miracles don't happen Oh If you're Amy I know that dreams make us blind Amy, you better grow rings so you can fly And stay off the TV At least you need to try 
because you better believe, you better believe that you're going to get beat down. Now a little song about Miriam. Why'd you leave us half a message? Why'd you call about your cousin's red shirt? Only just hang up and hurt our feelings. You better call back real soon and give us the rest of that tune and let us know what happened. Why your cousin has a red shirt with cat pee on it? Did it get into his wallet? I don't know. There was a guy that called in on the voicemail and he said the only thing he wanted to hear was to hear his name referenced on the podcast during the recap song. Since my sister had to go because the song was too long, she had to go to a show. I just have to say, you know who you are. Sorry I couldn't play the thing first and then record this song, because then you would hear your name in it. Maybe even though I'm trying to think of something that's not the word long, but I couldn't. (laughs) Let me try one more. Um, yes, we want you to shorten your voice and emails, but the guy that sent in the chipmunk story took it way too well, and he left out all the details, but you will hear them later. Please don't tend us a story that has only five or six words. Gator? Oh, where's David? He knew how to do this thing so much better it freed my mind to think of just the words instead of the tune oh david i'm sorry for picking on you all the times you lost that tune and the rhythm oh man i miss him i hope you're doing well i hope we hear from you soon tried to skype you and we got hung up on i guess it's because ireland doesn't like you talking to us they've kept you and they're not gonna let you go Well, I guess that's about it. Hope you enjoyed the Faco recap song. Bye. Hey, nobody's listening. This is Mike from Kentucky, and I just wanted to share a funny story that I have. So, uh, the story starts when I was in Wisconsin with my friends at a, uh, camp that's a, uh, Christian camp. I am a Christian, just like you guys, and, uh... We had a chipmunk hole in our bathroom, and so we caught a chipmunk... And we're wondering what to do with it. So the second to last night, we decided to release it into the cabin next to us. Well, when we released it, half the guys were going, Catch it! Catch it! Catch it! The other half were going, Ah! Ah! And jumping on the bed. So, eventually, their counselor caught it in a sleeping bag and was going to bring it back to our cabin to release it back into our cabin. So, uh... When he was bringing it over, the chipmunk decided he didn't really like being in the sleeping bag. He jumped out and landed on his, on the counselor's head, and the counselor screamed and went running. So uh, they ended up responding with a uh, fire extinguisher into our cabin, which really wasn't fun. The people in charge of the camp weren't happy either, because uh, there goes a fire extinguisher, and those things aren't cheap to get refilled. So... Uh, Thanks, guys, for the time, and just uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. And uh, the only request I have is that you mention me in the recap song. My name is Mike from Kentucky. Hey, guys, it's Miriam from North Carolina. And, well, the story I'm about to tell you involves my brother and our pet cockatiel. And, well, 
In order for us to sometimes get a hold of a bird, we have to kind of cup our hands to get around around him so he can climb onto our hands. And well, earlier my bird was on top of his cage, and on top of most bird cages, there's a little handle so you can hang them up. And my brother was around the bird, and he wanted to get a hold of him, and so he cups his hands, and it kind of freaked the bird out. And so the bird started running across his cage, and well, like I said before, the um, the hook part, the handle where you hang it up from the from the top, um, was sticking up, so it was up instead of down flat on the thing. And and the bird runs straight across into the thing, in, into the handle, so his head's stuck in there. And it's not every day that you see a cockatiel's head in a bird cage handle. But the bird's all right, and I decided to tell you that. It's one of those things that you have to be there to see it. It, it was really funny. Thanks for letting me share, guys. Bye. Hey, James and Amy. Um, this is John. It really doesn't matter that I'm telling you my first name since John is a very common name. But whatever, I'm John someone from somewhere. Uh, it's about four in the morning where I am, and so I decided to call your podcast. Um, I really have no stories, but I was just calling to tell you that I nominated you for Best Com- Comedy Podcast of the Year at podcastaward.com podcastawards.com and I would suggest everyone else that's listening to this do that too because eh, I figure you might make it to the top 10 even though the top 5 is all that really matters yes I know I'm very positive thanks bye James, Amy, greetings My name is Jessica. I wrote an email way back in the bike episode days and thought I'd leave my first voicemail. So, one Saturday afternoon, my boyfriend and I, whom you've dubbed Super Lucky Boyfriend, and he couldn't have been happier for it, decide to go get some lunch. So we head down to the local family Mexican franchise eatery in town. We walk in, and the greeter informs us he has just the table for us. On our way, we pass this big group of people sitting on high top tables. We sit, and then realize this group of people are in full Irish folk dancing garb. Some weird green lederhosen, wearing white stockings, bells around their ankles. And at about this same time, they begin to sing. Well, belt out an Irish folk song, loud and proud. This continues about a song every five minutes or so. It's not too much of a big deal. We're cool about it. But then the group, about a group of eight or so, get up with their bells and their tambourines, and their handkerchiefs, and um, so that the direct side of our table line up to do a dance. A long, noisy, bell-filled Irish dance, which I watch while enjoying my chimichanga. But that was just something so surreal that I just had to share it, since I had no heck of an idea what was going on. Anyway, Amy, A-I-M-E-E, I think you're an awesome addition. I love that the podcast is still going strong until David is able to come back Hi. Hi, this is uh, Paul's dad. You might remember Paul. He was a guest star on your uh, podcast a while back when when David um, wasn't able to be there. Anyway, I wanted to tell you a quick story about Paul when he was a little bit younger. Uh, we were on vacation, and we were somewhere in the great state of Oklahoma, and we were at this hotel, and 
We'd spent the night. It was one of those holodomes, and it has the cool pool area and all the arcade and that kind of thing underneath the dome in the middle of the hotel. And, and uh, well, anyway, that next morning we got ready to leave, and so I took my young son, Paul, who was probably about eight or nine years old. I took him to the front desk in order to check out, and, and we did just do that. We checked out, and we were coming back towards the uh, the room that we were staying in, which is on the second floor, and we were obviously on the ground floor in the holodome uh, proper area itself. And, and so I got this great idea of, of sticking Paul up on the balcony of the um, of the second floor outside of his mom's window because I knew that his mom was right inside that window and she was uh, ironing some clothes. There weren't actually balconies. It was just kind of a, of a, of a concrete little slab that stuck out about 8 to 10 inches that um, you could stand on if I got him up that high. So I pushed him up there and he climbed up and... And um, just as he began to bang on the window, uh, real loud to scare his mom, I looked up and I happened to notice that the window next to the slab that Paul was standing on, the next room over apparently, I saw his mom in that window and she was indeed ironing. And it looked like she was having a good time. About that time I looked back at Paul and he was continuing to bang on the window and, and just about half a second later, right before I could yell, Paul, I don't know what I was going to yell, but I was going to yell something, um, just short of a cuss word. And um, But prior to my ability to do that, um, the curtain flew back, and there is a big, ugly man standing in nothing but his boxer shorts wondering who in the heck is banging on his window. And, um, and I'm not sure what happened. I saw Paul kind of wave at him, but after that, I just left. I took off. So I didn't figure I was going to get Father of the Year award, so no sense in hanging around. Um, but um, I took off and left, and well, Two or three minutes later, Paul come busting in the room, screaming at me and laughing his head off. And um, we don't ever know what happened to the man in the boxer shorts. But anyway, that's a, um, a Paul Godbout um, tale of the tape type of a story. Didn't know if you could use it or not. Um, if you can, you have my uh, permission. I will sign off on any kind of releases that you would need because I know that Paul will be indeed a famous rock star sometime, and I'd hate to see um, the NL cast to be sued. Thank you, and enjoy the rest of your flight. Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.